worshiping the Lord, his goodness and his grace. Amen. Praise God. I want to uh, go to uh, Joshua tonight. I want to read two portions of scripture and then we're just going to um, share out of those scriptures tonight. that you've had a good week and enjoying the blessings of the Lord and the favor of God upon your life this week. Amen. Joshua chapter 3, and I want to read the verse, very first verse there, and then I want to go to Joshua chapter 10 and verse 42. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. And then if you'll turn with me to Joshua chapter 10 and verse 42, just that one portion of scripture, you can read this in your time later talking about all these kings but uh, you'll see there all of the kings that he conquered in verse 42 it wraps it up after speaking of all these kings he said all these kings and their land Joshua took at one time say one time because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel hallelujah I want to talk to you tonight about going to a higher place elevating to a higher place how many could handle just a higher place uh, than what you're now abiding. You see, man is a complex uh, creature. We are complex because we have a physical being, but we also have this spiritual being. We have this uh, physical that we dwell in, but we have this spirit that is soul, mind, and body. Uh, the sinner's body is alive, but their spirit is dead. Uh, if he isn't born again, then he'll die twice, physically and then spiritually. For the soul that sins shall surely die. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Aren't you glad for a choice? Amen. That we don't have to die the death of sin, but we can have the righteousness of God living in us. The children of God are born again of the water and of the spirit because we're born twice, we'll only die once. Amen. He, he that liveth and believeth, he said, in me shall never die. And through the physical body, we have contact, we have interaction with the physical world, our senses, our taste, our, our smell, our, our sight, uh, sound, all of this it puts input and data and information into us. But man is unique in that he is also in contact with the spirit world. We cannot see those things with the natural eye. We cannot feel those things with our hand. But we are influenced and led by the spirit realm. Amen. We know that the spirit of God is in contact with us. He works through us. The Holy Spirit works through our life. But Satan also is at work, and he is trying to influence us through physical things. 
uh, we see, you know, the palm readers and we see the fortune tellers and the mediums and all of these people trying to connect with the dead and cults and false religions and a spirit of the Antichrist. It is all over the place. We have one that is good and we have one that is evil. The Bible said in John 10 and 10 that the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Life is more than just biological function, but it is the Zoe life of God. It is you are living. You are not just existing, but you are living the life of God. Amen. And so he says, I've come that you might have wholeness of life. I have come that you might enjoy life. And God is not happy with his children just barely getting by or uh, just having success in one area. But he says, I want you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. And so he wants us to prosper in every area and aspect of our life in the physical as well as the spiritual. Amen. In other words, God doesn't want us just to uh, be uh, uh, blessed in the physical where that we uh, have the manicured lawn, we have the nice car, we have the good job, we have the nice wardrobe, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God doesn't want us just to have that and not have him. Amen. And the other side is he don't want us just to spiritually grow, but he said, as your soul prospers, I'm going to add all of these other things to you. Amen. The point is that God created us for an abundant life. He created us for the dominion realm. He created us for the spiritual and the physical. Amen. He wants me to be successful. Amen. In both realms. He wants me to succeed in each and every area of my life. Amen. I, I've met a few folks that they, you know, they, they're so out of balance. Y'all ever met an out of balance person? Well, they're just so super spiritual that they ain't no count for nothing right here. You know, we ain't got a whole lot of them, but I've seen a few of them. And, and all they, you know, they, they talking about, you know, the trash needs taken out. I need to pray about that and see if I'm, yeah. Yeah, just let that pile up in there for a while and you don't need to be praying anymore, right? Yeah, people get out of balance. They get out of whack and, and, and they go uh, to one pendulum or the other. But you can't live your life in a prayer closet all the time. Amen. That's not the problem with most people. Most people uh, in America today pray three and a half minutes a day. Amen. But you catch the point. You understand what I'm saying. There must be balance in everything that we do. Amen. You can't pray and the kids are crying, wanting something to eat. You can't be praying all the time and, and, and not go to work. That just isn't what God desires or intends for us. You need discernment. To, the Bible said the sons of Iskar discerned the times and the seasons and knew what they ought to do. And so God wants us to understand tonight the times and the seasons. Because, you see, whenever we begin, there is more to us than just singing and praising God and worshiping God. That's what we need to be as praisers. But there is another side of us that is in the natural realm. And we need to be uh, people that are good employers. We need to be good employees. We need to, to be an, an example in the earth that says that I'm a Christian, and because I'm a Christian, you can count on me not to steal time from you. 
Come on, somebody. Uh, if, if we, we, I want to raise up in this church, not that we don't already have it, but I wanted to raise it up to where the employers in this area are looking for somebody to work for them, that they'll call this house and find out who needs a job because they know that uh, coming to the tabernacle, that we're not going to steal, we're not going to rob from you, but we're going to give you an earnest day's wage at work for a wage that you would give us and you can trust us, right? Amen. You got to have that kind of relationship in the natural realm as well. Amen. There there is also uh, times that we have ebbs and flows. There are days when we wake up and we don't feel saved. Man, got four honest people here tonight. Don't feel like shouting and rejoicing and praising God. In other words, we feel like we woke up with the devil more than we did God. Uh, But trouble is all around and difficulty is all around and we don't feel saved and we don't feel blessed and and we don't feel like rejoicing. But you see, some days you get tired. Some days you get frustrated, irritated, aggravated. Some days you say, you know, I have faith. And the next day you say, help thou my unbelief. Amen. As saved as I am, I still have an Ishkar and an Ishmael inside of me. I still have that Isaac that is fighting the Ishmael living in the same house. Why? Because Paul said, I've got the, when I want to do good, evil is always present. My spirit's saying yes. My flesh is saying no. And there is this battle between Isaac and Ishmael, amen, trying to live in the same house. And you need to know when you're hot and when you're not. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. (laughs) Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you got it going on and other times ain't nothing going on. And, And you got to know the times. You got to know when it's going on and when it's not. Because you see... Uh, when we have those seasons in our life, we all have those seasons when it seems like that everything we touch turns to gold. When whatever we put our mind to do, we start doing it and it just works out. It does great. It, it accomplishes great things and, and it just turns out beautiful. And then there's other times whenever we touch it and it seems like it all falls apart. Amen. But there are times when You've got it. There's times when you don't. And I know that ultra faith people will tell you, well, you just got to hold it. You know, don't admit those things and don't confess those things. But I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that there is times and there are seasons to everything. There are ebbs and there are flows. There are seasons and you have to watch for the seasons and the rhythms of life. Your heart has a rhythm. Amen. It don't uh, 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 constrict or contract all the time. It contracts and then it rests. It contracts and then it rests. You breathe and your lungs inhale and then they exhale. Amen. The tide moves according to the rhythm. It goes out and then it comes back in. Amen. It goes to a high tide and then it goes to a low tide. Ecclesiastes said to everything, there is a time and there is a season. There is a purpose to everything under heaven. A time to be born, a high tide. And a time to die, a low tide. A time to build up, a high. A time to tear down, it's a low. A time to laugh, 
and a time to cry, a time to dance, and there's also a time to mourn. He says we've got to learn how to identify the high tide as well as the low tide. When you go, you know, you have to know when to stop. You know, you have to know when to, uh, to speak up and you have to know when to shut up. Amen. That, because you see, there is times in our life that we have to be honest with ourselves and say, there are times in my life whenever I, I, I know that things are good and there are other times in my life whenever I know that, that things are not so good. Amen. And whenever things are good, it's a time to move forward. And when things are, are resistance and things when I don't know what to do, the Lord said, whenever you've done all that you can to stand. He didn't say jump up and take off. He didn't say run over to the next place. He just said, whenever you've done all you can to stand, what? Stand there for. Amen. Just stand upon that truth and know, amen, that God is going to come through. Life comes in cycles, and so does the spiritual life. There are cycles and seasons. There's peaks and there are valleys. And what you have to do is discern when you're hot and when you're not. You got to know whenever the blessing is coming and whenever you're going through the difficulty. When your faith is high and anointing, it is then the time to act and respond. You need to discern your, your downtime, but also be extremely cautious whenever you're in a down season of your life that you don't make a temp, a permanent uh, decisions in a temporary circumstance. Because if you're not careful in a temporary circumstance, you'll make a permanent decision that you'll pay for the rest of your life. And so don't be making decisions whenever you're down. Don't be making permanent decisions that are going to last long after the situation has gone. Amen. But just hold on. Stand still and, and allow the Lord to lead you and guide you. And don't make it in haste. Amen. Something foolish like, you know, we'll go out and, and, and get upset because the car battery's dead. So go buy a new car. You're going to be paying for that thing for five years, baby. <laughs> I tell you, you might have to take two weeks to pay for it, but a battery's a whole lot cheaper. Come on, somebody. Amen? I'm talking about we got to make decisions that, that are, that are uh, uh, in those difficult times, in those times that are stressful. Don't be making permanent decisions, foolish things. When you're down, in your downtime, the Bible, as I just said, he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That's what he told Moses. He said, you've done it all, all of this, and, and, and now is a difficult time. And I tell you what I want you to do. I just want you to stand still and see the salvation. Don't be putting your rod out across the water. Don't be uh, going and, and throwing it down and turning it into serpent. He didn't say anything. He just said, stand still. You've done what you are supposed to do in your season, but now it's time for me to do something for you. And he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord for these Egyptians you've seen today. You shall see them again no more. Amen. In some of the most difficult times in your life is when God will reveal himself the greatest in your life. 
He will show you things that if you did not go through that difficulty, that down season, that time of difficulty in your life, you would have never been able to see God work like he is working. But thank God, as Laverne Crouch said, thank God for every difficulty. Thank God for every trial. Because through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned you can depend upon his word. Amen. You see, God didn't bless you so you could go bankrupt. He didn't save you so he could lose you. He didn't heal you so he could kill you. Amen. He that has begun a good work in you is going to watch over it and hasten to perform it. Amen. Weeping can only endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Amen. When you sense that your time has come, you have to move. Amen. There is a time, uh, Kairos, and there is a time, Kairos. Amen. Your watch can say it's time for you to go home. But the boss man tells you it's not time because your work isn't done yet. Right? You can look at your calendar and say it is winter. Huh? But the flowers are blooming. Right? You see, in other words, the doctor can say in nine months the baby is coming. And nine months comes. But the baby said it ain't time yet. Huh? You see, God has created sons named Adam. He walked in absolute dominion and authority here on the earth. There was nothing outside of his control or his authority. He, he didn't beg, he didn't plead, he didn't go horse, he didn't, uh, he didn't command. All creation just obeyed him. He had two sons named Cain and Abel. Cain kills Abel. Eve asked for a replacement, and God gave her Seth, amen, and, and the son's name, uh, he had also, uh, Seth had a son, and, and I don't know why they named him like they did. Mahalalili or something like that. And his name meant breaking forth, <laughs> right? But he had a son, and he named him Enoch. He was a, was uh, was and then was not because God took him. Enoch had a son named Methuselah who had uh, Imelech, who had Noah. Nine generations later comes Abraham who had Isaac, who had Jacob, who had the 12 sons of the tribes of Israel. And one of them was named Judah. Amen. Judah slept with Tamar who had two twins and they, one of them was named Perez and the other was named Zorar. Amen. In Genesis chapter 38, Zorar put his hand out of the womb and she, he was marked with a thread. Amen. And they put that around his wrist and said, he is the first one. But the scripture says he drew back. And when he drew back, his brother Perez came out. And the midwife asked, how could, has this happened? How has he broken forth? He was the second baby, and now he has become the first baby. Why? Because he broke out. 
One delayed and hesitated and the other responded and acted. You always have those like Zarar that sits and waits and says, well, God, what do you want me to do? Hold on and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to wait and see. But thank God that God has a son like Perez that says I'm ready to bust the move. I'm ready to move on out of here and I'm ready to do what you have called me to do. I'm ready to do what you have ordained for me to do. It's never been a whole, but it's been a few. The Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. God's always had a nation and a world and a city and a nation and a church and a city and a family and a church. And he's always got a man in a family. Amen. Nehemiah, he said Perez was his descendant or mentioned. And God told Nehemiah to only take one tenth of the people with him. Amen. To battle. And he said that he took 468 sons of Perez that went because they were violent men. Those with a breakthrough attitude went further and deeper. Amen. I'm convinced that God is looking for people today that are not just going to sit back and be satisfied with what yesterday has brought them, but got a breakthrough spirit upon them that says, I'm not going to be here in mediocrity. I'm not going to maintain. I haven't been called to settle, but God's anointing is upon me and the season has now come and it's time for me to break out of here and I'm about ready to bust a move and I'm not going to let the things that have hindered me in the past hinder me before because I'm going to rise up in the power of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to move while the anointing is upon me. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and praise him tonight. See, in Romans chapter 11, verse 33, he said his ways are past finding out. They're higher. Amen. No one searching uh, is able to search the heights and the depths and the understanding of God. Some things God has held in reserve and held on to. Amen. Just and we have to accept that by faith. However, he has not left us in darkness in everything. John chapter 15 and verse 15, he said, I call you not servants, for a servant knoweth not what his master does. But he said, I have called you friends, for all things I have heard of my father I have made known unto you. How much did he hear the father say that he withheld? None. He said, all things which I heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Praise God. Proverbs 3 and 32, God's secrets is with the righteous. God's secrets are being revealed. One of the things that God is saying is that there is a move coming. The time is right. The door is open. The stage is set. But you have to press into it like Perez. You can't just sit there and hold the fort. You can't be satisfied with being saved. You can't be satisfied with yesterday's blessing. But there's got to be a Perez inside of you that says, I'm going to press my way into this thing. Amen. I'm going to get involved in what God is doing. Opposition doesn't matter, nor does it uh, persecution or resistance. When the Lord gets ready, amen, you've got to move. 
The old writer said when the old Daniel was in the lion's den, he didn't worry about who would be his friend because when the Lord gets ready, you've got to move. They threw old Paul in Roman jail. He did not worry who would go his bail because when the Lord gets ready, you've got to move. They locked Peter up in the innermost dungeon and they threw away the key. The guards were there, four squadrons, 16 men were on him and they were protecting him as he was in shackles in his hands and his feet. But when God got ready, I'm telling you, the doors came open, the prisoners' uh, shackles fell off and he marched out of there with victory. I don't know what you may be dealing with. I don't know what you may be facing in your life. But one thing I can tell you, baby, is this, that whenever, whatever you're going through, the time and the season of the anointing of God comes upon you. Don't hesitate and don't make excuses, but say now is my miracle moment and have a Perez spirit come on you and rise to the occasion and take victory in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. See, he's calling us and we must go. I want to go further than I've been. I want to go deeper than I've been. Amen. I'm going beyond the outer courts. The outer courts is where the daylight is. That's where many people are. If you want to be a social Christian, just stay in the outer courts. That's where a lot of folks stay. Amen. That's a good place. But it isn't the best place. Because you see, in the outer courts, the holy, the holy praise, uh, God, uh, the people praise God there for what they see. They see the check and they praise God. They see the bill paid and they worship God. They see by the outer light, the, the outside light, they see things and by the natural, so they praise God for what they see in the natural. But I'm going beyond the inner courts. And when the inner courts, there are seven tiered lampstand that represents the word of God. The entrance of thy word gives light. Amen. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. There is there you don't praise over performance, but you praise over the promise. You don't praise him because the bill is paid. You praise him because he's the God that takes care of the bill. Amen. You don't praise him because you got the promotion. You praise him because he's Jehovah Jireh all by himself. Amen. You don't praise him because everything is going your way. You praise him because he is the one that is leading you, guiding you, and ordaining your steps and you praise him, praise God, because of who he is. You don't have the check, but you praise him anyways. Amen. You don't have the food, but you praise him anyways. Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. He said the grass will wither and fade away, but my word will never pass away. He will make it happen somehow. You rejoice because the word tells you you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Amen. He says that you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in your basket, blessed in the store. Your children are blessed. Your finances are blessed. Your possessions are blessed. Your house is blessed. 
Your car is blessed. The tires on your car are blessed. The air in the tires in your car is blessed because you are blessed, praise God. Amen. And so, thank you for the word. Your word was unto me a joy and rejoicing in my heart. But as important as it is to have your mind renewed, there is another part of me that needs a touch, and that's my spirit man that needs a touch. The body got touched in the healing revival as we've seen Oral Roberts and T.L. Osborne and, and Catherine Kuhlman. And our minds were disciplined through the word revival. Amen. But there's more than that. I want a revelation of his person. That's what you got in the holies of holies. You didn't get what you could see by the natural. You didn't get just by what you could get by faith and praise him because you knew who he was. But in the holies of holies, you got a revelation of the person God. And he began to reveal himself to you in ways and things that could not be comprehended by the natural mind, but you heard it by the Spirit. Amen. He said, who do the son of, who does men say that I am? Some say you're Paul. Some you say you're of Apollos. Some say you're John the Baptist raised. But who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What did he tell him? He said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. In other words, you didn't get this in the outer courts. You didn't get this in the holy place. But he said, this kind of revelation came through coming in and having a personal relationship with me. You knew who I was, amen, because there was revelation that came. God wants to give us revelation of who he is. Thank God for what we have known, but I want a fresh revelation of who he is. Thank God for the, the, the Holy Spirit. Thank God for uh, Martin Luther. Thank God, amen, for Jonathan Edwards. Thank God for the, the, for the All Roberts uh, Healing Revival. Thank God for the charismatic renewal and all those things we talked about the other week. But I'm telling you that there is a fresh revelation of Jesus. There is a fresh revelation of God that is yet to be released. And whenever we will say, I'm not satisfied, God, I need to know more of you. I'm telling you that you will not empty God. Hallelujah. Oh my God. You think about heaven when the angels are in heaven, they're crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 24 hours a day, seven days. I know there's not time in heaven, but in our minds. That's how it uh, computes. But I want to tell you they're crying holy, holy, holy. As I've told you before, they're not just rimming, they're not just saying reminiscent things. They're not just repeating something. But whenever they look at him, they see something about God that they have never seen before. And it declares they must declare he is holy. He is righteous. He is awesome. He is omnipotent. And it causes them to cry out once again, he is holy. I'm telling you tonight that we'll never come to the end of him. That's the reason why that we can read his word. That's the reason why he encourages us to come and to sup with him. He's not afraid of emptying himself till you will never know anymore and get bored with him because he is God and he, there is no end to him. My God.
God. I want you to know tonight that when we will get into his presence and say, God, you are the only one that matters, there will come a revelation to us that we have never seen of him before. I'm reaching for a light that's coming out from underneath the veil. I'm reaching for a revelation of his countenance that will change my life. It's not his word, but it's him that I'm after. Joshua sensed the time. Joshua knew it was time to move. Israel had been doing the same thing every morning for 40 years. And Joshua gets up one morning and says, it's time for us to do something we've never done before. It's time for us to quit going over these same things because we're just getting the same results. Church doesn't move because the board wants to or the pastor wants to or people say that it would be a good thing to do. This isn't Ford Motor Company. We move because it's time to move. We're moving because it's time. God never asks you to move after you think that you've got everything in order to move. Because if you got everything in order to move before he required you to move, you would think he was all of that. And you could do it on your own. But God always pushes on us and says it's time to move when we don't feel like we're quite ready yet. We don't feel like that we've got it all together yet. And God says it's good because now you have to depend on my Holy Spirit. Now you have to trust in me. Now you can't rely on your flesh because you know you don't have it together yet. But I'm going to push on you and I say it's time to move. And if you'll dare to move right now while I'm pushing on you, I'll show you my power will show up in your life. Amen. We're moving because God says it's time. God's saving your children because it's time. He's healing you because it's time. Amen. He's sending revival and rending the heavens and coming down because it's time. Amen. There's a stirring. There's a shaking. There's a moving. And, and heaven starting to invade the earth. And, and we're going to begin to see the supernatural power of God manifested in men's lives. Amen. I'm telling you that God isn't about to allow his church to be a social club. He's not about to allow his church just to be another place where people come together for a few moments. But this is a spiritual house. This is a place where signs and wonders and miracles. This is a place where that the manifest presence of God begins to shake the heavens and the earth and begins to invade the heaven, the earth by his spirit. Where did he say that he would come into the earth at? He said that the church is the gateway of heaven. And so when he begins to invade the earth, he's going to come through the church. And if he can't get the church to move, then the world's never going to see the manifestation of a risen Christ. Amen. Joshua said, come on, this is time to go. We're, we've never been here. We've never seen this, but it's time for us to go, to live where we've never lived, to experience what we've never experienced, to have what we've never had. And he said, it's time for us to go now. Hallelujah. 
You see, we have to hear the word of the Lord and we have to respond to him. Joshua 3 and 1. Joshua rose early in the morning and crossed the Jordan. He crossed the Jordan. The priest and the ark was upon the shoulders and they marched into the water. And they said whenever their feet went into the water, that they crossed upon dry ground. Sometimes you've got to take a chance on getting all wet. The first time Moses stretched his rod out in the water, this time they walked all the way over there to the river's edge and, and had to even put their foot down. But how many know when faith rose up in them and said, we're going to move and they put their foot down. But the more they put their foot down, the more, more the waters rolled back. Sometimes God can cause it to look like a six-lane highway in your life. And other times, you just got to take a step, baby. And whenever you take that step by faith and you put it down, when you put it down, you're going to find that it's holy ground. You're going to find that God is made away. You're going to find out that God has not let you down, but he has prepared and ordered your steps and has directed your life. Amen. I'm looking for a church that can sense the season. That's not going to hear their alarm clock and just roll over and cut it off. Hit the snooze button. Amen. But I'm looking for some folks that will get their bags packed up and get ready to move. I'm looking for some folks that are willing to say, God, if it's in the midnight hour, I'm ready. If it's early in the morning, I'm ready. Amen. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You can't go until you, you, you get sick and tired of being where you're at. You can't go until you're dissatisfied and you say, I'm not going to go there any longer. Amen. Aren't you tired of the same old shout? Aren't you tired of the same old church service? Aren't you tired of the same old, same old? And going home to the same old, same old. Come on. I'm preaching better than you letting on. If I don't get a few more amens, it's going to take me a long time to get this out. So you better help me. It's to your benefit. <laughs> amen. But I'm tired of going through the motions. I'm tired of going through the rituals. Thank God for the worship. Thank God for the word. Thank God for what he has done. But I'm telling you that we're as thankful as what we are for what has been. It's not even touched, scratched the surface of what is. And God is wanting to do something that will blow our minds. He is wanting to cause us to catapult into the next move of his spirit. And we've just got to go a little higher than we've ever gone before. Amen. Because we're about to catapult into that next realm. We're about to go to a place we have never been before. And somebody says, well, what's wrong with him? I'll tell you what's wrong with me. It's time I've got the marching orders from heaven. And it's time for us to move. It's time for us to quit marching around this mountain that we've been standing at and it's time for us to quit trying to climb the mountain and move the mountain and say like Zerubbabel it's not by might nor by power but it's by my spirit says the Lord of hosts and we speak to the mountain and the mountain has got to go and we go to a new level and a new place which we have never seen before. He said, Arise and shine, for the light is come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. 
Hallelujah. You got to get up. I said, you got to get up. It's time to get up. Tell your neighbor, get up. Let every man get up. Let every woman get up. Let every blood-bought child of God get up. Amen. Get up and begin to praise. Get up and begin to shout. Get up and begin to rejoice. Get up and begin to thank God for His goodness. Amen. Quit making excuses and break loose from the past. Break loose from what has held you and say, I'm not going to make an excuse any longer, but I'm going to cross over this Jordan and I'm going to walk on dry ground and I'm going to receive my miracle from the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. See, I believe I'm on my way to another dimension, another realm, another level. And I want us all to go there together. But if we don't go together, I've still got to go. Huh? And, and the truth of it is that It'll be good for two or three to go, but it's better for us all to go. Hope that everybody decides to go. But it'll be good if you don't, but it'll be better if you do. Did you hear me? But the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. And it's time for there to have come a militant spirit, a Perez spirit inside of us that will rise up and say, I'm not just about to just be satisfied any longer, but I'm going to shake these shackles off of me. I'm going to shake these hindrances off of me. I'm going to bless God. I'm going to praise him. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to praise him. Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm going to praise him. Amen. You need to stomp your foot at the devil and say, devil, amen, that's the last time you're going to talk me out of it. It's the last time that's the trial that's going to stop here in the name of Jesus. These stumbling blocks, these obstacles are not going to hinder me any longer. But I'm about to march out of here because I hear the sound. It's a sound not of a man. It's not the sound of an organization. But it's a sound of heaven. And heaven is pulling on me. Hallelujah. And when heaven gets to pulling on you, it doesn't matter. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say they wouldn't form weapons. He just said they're not going to prosper. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Amen. I want to tell you tonight that it's time for us to get up. Get up. Get up. Rise up and hear the word of the Lord and say it is not by our might or our power, but there is a spirit upon us now. It's a break forth spirit that says it's time to go where we've never gone, done what we've never done, and be who God is called us to be and we're not going to be stale, dry, frozen dead religion having a form of godliness and going through stale rituals any longer but we're going to rise up and be what God has called me to be. Hallelujah. Oh come on and praise him tonight. 
I'm going higher and I refuse to be refused. I deny to be denied. Amen. And nothing can stop me but myself. That I'm not afraid of the devil because the devil was defeated on the cross of Calvary. But it's Brian Matthews. I gotta, I gotta bring down those vain imaginations. I gotta bring it under subjection to the cause of Christ. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's time for us to get a control of those things and rise up and say, I'm not going to allow it to hinder me and I'm ready to go over. Get out of this box and go into my place of possession. Amen. I've got to elevate just a little bit higher. Hallelujah. I'm going to quit. I'm not done, but I'm going to quit. I got some stuff I'm going to tell you Sunday. And if you don't get it, I'm going to come back here and slap you upside the head with it until you get it. (laughs) Oh, now that just lost 10 of you. You ain't going to come back Sunday. Amen. But I'm telling you, this thing is in my spirit. And I ain't here and hold the fort. I'm here and it's time to charge. I'm here and it's time to go where we've never gone and do what we've never done. And it's time to believe God. If you've had difficulty in the past believing God for something, it's a season coming upon us corporately that God is going to dare us to believe. And I'm telling you, that anointing is going to destroy the yoke and remove the burden. And a Perez spirit is coming on this house. Amen. I know you don't think it is right now, but you just hear me. I'm prophesying to you tonight. A Perez spirit is coming upon this house. It is going to destroy yokes and remove burdens. And an anointing of freshness is going to come into this place. Amen. And whatever's on the house gets on the people. Amen. Glory to God. And so I, I'm just excited. You say, well, what's wrong with pastor tonight? Well, I just tell you what's wrong. With me. I'm excited because I hear something. Amen. I told you the other week, I didn't know too many songs, country songs, but I know some from way back, you know. And I know old Kenny Rogers sung a song, you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. <laughs> you got to know when to walk away and know when to run or something like that. And, and I don't know the rest of it. But anyways, I ain't hearing fold them. And I'm not hearing hold them. I'm hearing a sound from heaven that's saying it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for our sons and daughters to be saved. It's time for addictions and habits to be broken. It's time for recycling and continuing habits and circumstances in your life that you you think you get out of it. And next year you find yourself right back. But it's time for that thing to be broken over your life. Amen. And to go to a place across the Jordan where the promise is in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, that's good. I don't care who you are. Amen. Glory to God. Stand with me tonight. Glory to God. I'm telling you, it's time. It's time. Just tell your neighbor one more time. It's time. Glory to God. It's time. It's time for my breakthrough. It's time for my answered prayer. It's time for the anointing to come. 
It's time for the spirit to begin to flow. It's time for my sons and daughters to be saved. 